Hello and welcome to the first episode of Road to Worlds Regional Rundown. I'm your host, Daniel Madison, a.k.a. OK Coyote. You may remember me from such shows as Assimilate This and, well, that's the only one. Uh, and with me today uh, is my co-host. He is Laytalk on the forums, Greg Dillon. Hello. How are you, Greg? I'm good. Uh, and since you have not previously been on my show, um, for those that uh, are not familiar with you, uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Uh, well, I'm an Australian player from Queensland. I have won one Continental, one Australian Continentals once, and been runner up twice. And mostly, all I've done on podcast-wise is the quiz show where I, I came runner up in the first season. And uh, you you play all three games, right? I do play all three triples, less so. Sorry? I do play all three, but, but triples less so recently. Okay. But you have played all three. So, um, so uh, I'll, I'll quickly cover the, the format of this show. Um, the two of us are basically kind of picking up from the, the Road to Worlds uh, article series, which was a great article series that uh, James Hoskin wrote and maintained for uh, several years on the site. Um, and when he decided he wasn't going to write those anymore, uh, you know, I, I, I felt like we still needed an outlet. I still wanted, you know, to be able to talk about regional championships uh, each year because, I mean, those those articles. Uh, you know, talking about each event, singling them all out, and you know, making predictions, things like that. that. Those, those made each of those events feel special to me. So, you know, they made they made regionals feel like a big deal, and and it makes the players uh, feel good about going to those events. So, that was what I enjoyed about it, and I, so I hope that we'll get a. Uh, uh, a similar idea by uh, by running it this year as a as a podcast show, um, and so we're gonna we're gonna uh, cover the regionals of the weekend uh, for each week throughout regional season. Um, this weekend there are just two events to kick us off, and we will get to those momentarily. Uh, wanted to uh, first talk about. Um, Let's kind of cover the uh, the regional season. Uh, just preview it, you know, uh, as a whole before we get into individual events. Um, so the one E season, uh, it, you know, it, it's going to be interesting to see what what kind of decks get played in the one E season uh, coming off of the errata that we just had at the beginning of the month. Um, TNG decks took a big hit with uh, Attention All Hands and uh, Mercenary Raiders and a couple of their Universal guys uh, all receiving errata. So, what do you think, Greg? Do you think uh, do you think TNG decks are still going to be popular going into regional season? Yeah, I think they've lost a lot of power. Um, I think probably because the DS9 is newer, they'll be 
more prominent in this regional season. But I think TNG can still compete. Um, though I do think this one will be played a lot more. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, I feel like the, uh, the idea is that, you know, they're, they're trying to get TNG and DS9 to a similar power level. And I know that uh, TN, TNG decks have been really fast out the gate. Um... And uh, you know DS9 has had issues uh, just trying to keep up with them, and I I've heard a lot of horror stories where DS9 players are losing their station before they even have a chance to get going, and they're just losing their play engines. But uh, yeah, the fact that uh, Mercenary Raiders now uh, it can no longer be seated on its own. That's going to that's going to uh, hamper the TNG decks a bit because they can still play it, but you know they can't start with it unless that's the only engine that they start with. I know that was a that was a big deal for a lot of TNG decks is being able to have that ship and that engine right from the beginning of the game. So it it's one let it's one less ship and one less engine that they're going to have to work with. Yeah, seated ships um, are always really strong, like the, the core order as well. Yeah, and uh, TNG Ferengi players will still have access to that. And uh, they'll still have access to a seated Hoznock outpost if they need that. But, uh, yeah, they're not going to have the mercenary ship, and they're also not going to be able, even if they did, they're not going to be able to play personnel directly to it because attention all hands does not allow that anymore. So most of their most of the Ferengi reporting is going to have to be directly to outpost. Um, Klingons can still report to Gowron, and Federation can still report to the Enterprise. Uh, but Ferengi and I think Romulans as well. It's it's mostly going to be to outpost. So we'll we'll have to see how that affects things. I do. I do still think we'll see a lot of TNG decks, but I think more people are going to get ambitious and play Deep Space Nine. I actually think um, this one of the strongest builds out there right now is uh, anything plus Bajoran Resistance. Bajoran Resistance, yeah. Because that, that, that car that is still really good, and uh, you can you can combo them with just about anybody, anybody that they can treaty with. And you can run them in any quadrant because they play in it, play to any planet. And they're you know it's a play engine, it's a draw engine, it's it's very powerful. Think the think the Borg will make some impact this year. Um, I think well they haven't really changed in power. I mean the space deck got nerfed, but they've been pretty steep. Like they've never really gone up or down. I personally really like Borg, and um, that's why I'll probably play Continentals because I think they can still win. Because, like, if everyone prepares for TNG and these nine decks with the dilemmas, and then the board will just smash through them. Yeah, um, the, I, I, I think I think you're right. The they they lose the space the twelve space decks, but those are kind of broken. But they they can. They can get just as much done without needing to run 12 space. That was more 
that was more detrimental to the opponent than it was beneficial to the Borg. So, I mean, they, they can get just as much done running their regular missions as they can with a 12 space deck. And it's, it's one of those affiliations that it's always going to be out there and they're always going to be capable of winning. I think, you know, they're just... Their play style is so different from all the other types of, of 1E decks that, you know, either people are going to be prepared for them or they're not. Yeah. Um, any other are there any other uh, builds in particular that uh, you think are going to see a lot of play or that you might expect to see? I mean, Bajoran Resistance Cell, um, Bajoran DS9, and Cadassian DS9 I think will be good because, like I said, um, losing DS9 Terrac Normal through a light being common deed, the Cassians can deal with that better. Um, so you use Mport Null with the Mport Null Dilemmas. You can download more Cassians, and that's just helpful if you have Mport Null. Yeah. Um, the TNG decks, I don't think they'll be... Well, actually, there might be Vadeans and Erosion. Someone might try them, but uh, I, don't, I don't think they'll be any good with, still with the URL Monument and... The download restrictions, I think they're still well behind. Yeah, I, I think you're right with your monument general quarters. Delta Quadrant is still very good, and 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 they always will be just for sheer skill density. But um, you know, they've really pushed the power curve up on on TNG and now DS9 decks uh, in recent years, and so hopefully. Hopefully it kind of balances out. I hope we see a variety of decks making it in, in regionals. I don't know if we're going to see a lot of Delta Quadrant just because, you know, TNG was, was last year's big thing and D DS9 is this year's big thing. And so, you know, they haven't really focused on giving them anything lately. But but you never know. Yeah, someone might make a medical and decide that uh, they can blow through dilemmas with the with erosion, but yeah, I, I do doubt it. Um, so uh, that kind of covers one e, um, two e. They didn't get hit with a lot of errata right before regionals, but we did get a new set. We've got Return to Grace, um, which kicks off the phase two. Uh, as they call it, uh, for a second edition. And a lot of powerful cards in this set and a lot of uh, controversial cards in this set. Um, the main ideas were to give the Bajorans a boost and to give the Cardassians a boost. Uh, but there's, there's, something for, there's something for just about everybody in the set. That, you know, uh, I think, uh, I don't have it in front of me, but I know Relativity got a guy and TOS got a guy and you know, a couple of couple different affiliations got got something little pieces here and there. So it's not just focused on those two. But uh I think the idea is that they are trying to push the Majorans and Cardassians back into content, into contention because they weren't really there before. And I'm pausing I'm not pausing the the video. I'm I'm pausing in the middle of talking because I'm finding the YouTube link for Charlie here. 
to post in chat. There it is. Okay. So getting back on topic, um, do you think uh, you think we'll see uh, Bajorans and Cardassians uh, a little bit more this year? Yeah, definitely, especially Bajorans. Um, with the Cardassians, they got a boost in capture, which can be strong against if you're not prepared. But then a Bajoran cunning deck, if you use Odo, is just a crazy counter to capture because Odo can kill anyone on the board that you can mark. So as soon as something is captured, you kill them, and then you recur them from this card part. So if you worry about casting capture, just play cutting Bajorans. Um, and yeah, everyone will try out the new tricks with the Bajorans, like the new recursion and the new uh, universals, the new orbs, the new headquarters, of course. Um, one of the cards I was I really one of my favorites is the TOS guy you mentioned, Mills. One cost with anthropology and lore. Um, a recent TOS deck I built using Assess Contamination. Like, he's just perfect for that deck because he's got both the skills required. Yeah, yeah, that is a card I like. Um, it was one thing I noticed. I've played a lot of TOS lately, so that is uh, certainly a card that's going to that's gonna be effective for those decks. Um, I, I personally like the Relativity guy because just because I've been saying ever since Relativity came out that, hey, we need a future Bashir, we need more medical for Relativity. <laughs> so... It's not bad kill prevention either, because, like, you can recur your non-future people, but recurring the future people is a little harder, or a little more costly, because it's, yeah. it's a waste of care. You can, you, sure, you can recur them, but it's expensive. And if you can just straight save them, that's better. Um, but yeah, uh, I, I think, you know, that, yeah, that card's going to help TOS and that relativity card is going to help relativity, but those aren't cards that are going to create new decks. You know, the, the people that are going to play TOS are still going to play TOS and they're going to add this card to it. And, you know, the relativity players are still going to play it and they're going to add this, uh, the Bashir to it. And, uh, and that's fine. And I, I think that that just means we're going to see more decks, um, but I, I really think that people are going to experiment more with the Bajorans. Um, there's, I don't know, I've got a lot of ideas. There's a lot of things you can do with them now. You can, uh, you were talking about cunning Bajorans. Uh, the new Opaka makes you look back at integrity Bajorans again. Um, possibly, possibly running them in the Gamma Quadrant with with her ability. Uh, or possibly, you know, just the fact that she's a 10 integrity. Um, you've also got that new 20-point uh, mission that Jorans can solve with very few people uh, and give them a nice head start. Um, and, of course, you've got the new headquarters and the new orbs, and uh, people are going to want to try those out and uh, play around with their discard pile and uh, pull off some tricks. And... Honestly, Bajorans were not, you know, were not there. They were not making an impact at regional season. So it will be nice to see them, people go, giving them a try. Um, Cardassians, on the other hand, I'm not sure. You know, I don't. I haven't looked at all the data, of course, but I'm not sure they were in as bad shape as the Bajorans. Um, 
the new stuff is nice, but I've I've you know, personally I've done fairly well with them. But of course, you know, every every uh, region has a different meta, and your mileage may vary. But um, I think they were already pretty good, but the the new capture cards are going to make them better. And of course, Trap is sprung. Uh, is a very controversial card that I'm sure a lot of Cardassian decks are going to be trying. Because it's a... I don't know, it's, that's... a very cheap way to capture somebody. Uh, particularly if you're playing against a deck that's uh, dependent on solving a particular mission or solving a particular mission first. Yeah, I think the Travis Prime has its has weaknesses. Like it is cheap. Um, mm-hmm. The it's also ramp selection, so you might get someone useless. And because you don't know who they've been down, so if they've been down four people, and then they've been down three people after that, and then a te- to a ten of seven, which group are you going to capture from? Mm-hmm. Yeah, certain certainly it does have its weaknesses, but you know. Getting someone at all, you know, it's not necessarily about who you capture. Sometimes it's just about the fact that you capture. I guess it, it just depends on uh, what deck you end up running it in. Yeah, um, well, it, just, just capturing, though, I don't think it, it's it's too bad. Like, that helps the Cadassians out, but it doesn't hurt your opponents too much if you're just capturing. Like, you need to target capture if you really want to hurt your opponent. And then... Well, the Cadassian capture decks, that I, I don't have, honestly haven't played many of them. I've only played a capture deck once, Cadassian capture. They don't, they don't seem that, that good. Like, they had minor bonuses with their captives, like they could kill them to destroy events or kill them to gain skills. They didn't get a lot, but now it's like the new mission and a couple of new people will actually get better bonuses out of capturing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they do get, they do get quite a bit more, and I think people are going to... Uh... Again, that's something that people are going to experiment with. Um, as for Trap is Sprung, another weakness that it has is uh, the fact that there are several cards in the set that can remove events from missions. One of which, one of which uh, is solely Bajoran, I believe. Well, there's like two or three different different cards that can do it. Yeah, there's always still heavy um, event destruction. If you're just going to play a, a quick solver, like you can use stuff like um, Desperate Sacrifice to nuke all the events or, or Quinn as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Uh, event destruction's always been out there, and they just added a couple more little magic bullets just in case, you know, some of these... Uh, some of these events get too strong, and of course, the the new ones can also be used on dilemmas on missions, uh, which is good if you don't like your tragic turn, yeah, insurrection, or something sitting on your mission. Yeah, I like Replicating Roadblock as an answer to initial trust better than um, like Clark and and Naral on personnel, where like it just smashes initial trust. Where Replicating Roadblock saves you from one mission, but then they can still use. That delivery issue later on, so making a dead draw in the long haul. Mm-hmm. 
That's that's going to be another that's going to be another event that people are going to play with. I think that the self-replicating roadblock that's that's one that's definitely going to get some use. Especially for some of the more straightforward decks that uh, you know, like your Terraknor and Relativity, that you know they kind of have one or two like very big weaknesses. If they're hit, if they're hit with the right dilemma, it just takes them right out of the game, you know. Like Terraknor is really suffers from diplomacy, uh, you know, lack of diplomacy, and uh, Relativity gets stalled by cards that take the ship out of play, like where no one has gone before. Or, you know, you hit them with, uh, if they get hit with Dreamer in the Dream, they lose their Temporal Transporters. That slows them down. So those are, those are some, those are some uh, instances where, you know, a player might like that might want to play a self-replicating roadblock and just protect themselves against something in particular. Again, uh, it, it will come down to what's, what's uh, going on in, in the regional meta and what you expect to see where you play. Um, incidentally, what, uh, what region are you in? Uh, Briarpatch. Briarpatch, okay. And, uh, you have, uh, do you have regionals there for all, all three games, or? Yeah, we're going to have a, a regional weekend where we have Tales for Games, um, I think it's the first weekend of May, so Saturday and Sunday. Oh, nice. Um, here, uh, here in uh, Florida, we've got uh, they're kind of split up. We've got a big regional weekend. We actually have two two play groups in Florida, and we've got a regional weekend uh, at the end of April where we're having um, two E and Tribbles uh, in Orlando, which is the other the other play group, and one E the next day uh, in Palm Bay, which is my play group, and then in mid-May, I'll be running the 2E and Tribbles. So, altogether, there's five regionals just in Florida. So, a lot of, uh, a lot of competition down here. You know, I gotta I got get my plugs in. <laughs> yeah, well, the more chances you have, the better chances for the buy. That's true. That's true. And, uh, if you're planning on going to your respective continentals, then uh, you're going to want a, a shot at winning a first-round buy. Um, as we as we know, uh, North American Continentals is taking place in July in Minneapolis or not? Yeah, in Minnesota, um, and I'll be going to that. And I know a lot of. I know a lot of other players that are going. I'm something I'm looking forward to, and uh, there's there's a, a date set for Australian Continentals as well, isn't there? Yeah, Australian Continentals are the start of July, like has been for I think four years now, and yeah, with the new OP coordinator in Australia, um, Steve Hartman replacing Matthias. Right. It's a little. I think mainly it's just funny. We we've gotten rid of the the final confrontation after day one. So now it's it's more about who can win that Swiss sort of if you can come second and then beat the person who came first. Okay. Yeah, um, usually usually here we run our continentals at 
uh, at Gen Con in August. Uh, but this year, that's where Worlds is going to be. So that's why, uh, in our case, we're running Continentals a month early, and we've changed the venue. Because, uh, although it's 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 nice now that they're now you know that they're moving Worlds around and trying it in different countries, and uh, did it in Australia what two years ago? Two years ago, yeah, yeah. Which is pretty cool because. Uh, some of our some of our players are going to go to Worlds wherever it is, and so you guys get to meet Ken and the Van Bremens, and <laughs> those are the ones I think of off the top of my head. Like those are the ones that are going to go to Worlds wherever it is. <laughs> yeah, we had Van Bremens, uh, Hoskins, uh, Johannes came out. Oh, neat. Lee. Neat. I know. Um, I know. Uh, Several of the European players are talking about coming to Worlds this year, coming up to Gen Con, so should be a good event. Uh, also, being, I, I'm hoping that uh, that this Worlds uh, is something really special because it is the 20th anniversary of the Star Trek CCG, which is. Also pretty cool. It's pretty cool that 20 years later we're still talking about this game and still playing this game. Yeah. Um, so uh, let's get into the regionals for this weekend. Um, again, like I said, there's only there's only two, which is kind of why we we gave the show a lot of fluff this week. We you know kind of covering things as a whole because we only have two events to talk about this weekend. Next week there'll be a lot more. Uh, but the two happening this weekend are both on Sunday, March 30th, and they're taking place in Columbus, Ohio, uh, in the Kronos region. And they are uh, second edition and triples, uh, being organized by Steve Rotz. Uh, he's the tournament director for those two events. And uh, looks like this is the fourth year uh, of second edition regionals at this location. And uh, I, I know you've done a little research into it as well, Greg? Yeah, Jared Hoffman's won twice, and Joel's won once in the last three years. Four or two in those, and there's been only two re two triples, so Josh Sheets won one of those, and Neil Lawson the other. Yep. Um, I was looking at the I was looking at the the event pages, and uh, I don't know a lot of the players in that region, although I think a couple of them went to Gen Con last year, so I've met a couple of them. Um, just looking at the ratings and and going by the uh, uh, the you know the the history of that region, um, it I I would I would think Jared Hoffman probably has a good chance at uh, at winning uh, another one. Um, Joel Scon is also pre-registered, and there's there's four currently pre-registered. Um, uh, but of those, Jared Hoffman is the highest ranked and does have two regional wins already. So I wouldn't be surprised if he takes another one. Um, yeah, Jared Jared have to be the favorite, but um, I don't know. I think I think I'll go. With, I think Joel Scon might win this year, so they can alternate their wins. Yeah, that's uh, that's certainly possible as well. He d he does have one win, and uh, he 
has a uh, a fairly good rating as well. I believe he's second highest ranked of uh, of the players that are pre-registered. So, yeah, that's that's certainly a possibility. Um, as for Tribbles, I well, there's only one pre-registered, and it's Josh Sheets, and I. And, you know, I, I would imagine you probably have... It's taking place right after the 2E. I'd imagine it's probably the same group of players or, or close to the same group of players. So... But, I mean, no matter who shows up for this event, my prediction is still going to be Josh Sheets because I've played him online and he can do some crazy things in Tribbles, in Tribbles games. Yeah, Josh seems he plays a lot more than uh, the other players in his his uh, region because he plays online. So I think I think he'll win. Yeah, yeah, that, that's that's definitely uh, that's definitely my, my pick as well. Um, so yeah, just uh, just the two this weekend. Um, next week there are ten events taking place in five different countries. Uh, there'll be events in Germany, Russia, uh, the UK, the US, and for the first time in Trek CC history, South Africa, which is really cool. So I think I think now we need to get an African Continentals. <laughs> I think that's got to happen. <laughs> It's it's a, it's a good distance between all three other continents: North America, Europe, and Australia. They need their own region too. <laughs> They're part of neutral zone. <laughs> but no, that that that's awesome that uh, a play group has started down there. I think there were, um, I think there were events in South Africa uh, during the Decipher days, but this is the first time. This year is the first time in the CC era that there have been. That there's been organized play in that country, and that's and that's great to see that people are getting back into the game all over the world. Um, so I think that's about it that we have to talk about uh, for this week. Um, is there anything more you want to add, Greg? Nah, can't hear it. So next week we'll. We'll take a look at uh, we'll take a look at the results of the two events of this week. We'll we've got ten events to preview. We also have two guests scheduled, uh, slated to appear. I've got to double check that they're still available, but uh, I've got Michael Moskop and Ryan Sutton are both going to be on with us. So, a lot to cover, a lot to talk about next week, and uh, hopefully they'll they'll help us out with some commentary as well. Uh, so hopefully you'll you you'll yeah hopefully you'll tune in again next week. We're gonna do this every Wednesday night uh, for the duration of regionals, uh, just like this one at 11:30 p.m. Eastern. Uh, and so hope you'll see us there. Uh, or hopefully you'll tune in. Uh, so for Greg Dillon. I'm Daniel Madison, and we are Ending Transmission. <laughs>